Hi everyone, and welcome to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm your DJ and host, Sam Wilson Jr., as I bring you the history of black music, gospel, jazz, blues, old school classic soul, old school hip hop, today's hip hop and R&B, Caribbean, Latin, Afrobeat, Afro-Latina, Blue-Eyed Soul, Disco, Go-Go, Line Dances, and The Lost 45s. So come with me as I take you on a trip to the history of Black music, right now on the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. and this is the Black Soul Music Experience. On this episode, I had a chance to interview another Truman classmate. So for the past previous episodes, I've interviewed four of my Truman classmates, which includes David Ortiz, Brian Alexander, Anthony Gary, and Miss Kim Smith. Now David, Brian and Anthony's are DJs, and Miss Kim Smith once worked at Essence Magazine, where the magazine was responsible for bringing in the Essence Music Festival. Now, this will be Truman classmate number five, and yes, he's a DJ too, but he shared something with me on this episode that you're going to hear that he started playing. DJ, you know, being at the turntables at a very young age, he started being a DJ at the age of 13. Very interesting. But as the old saying, you got to start somewhere, start them young. So I am very delighted to have with me on my Black Soul Music Experience podcast. And yes, he graduated from Truman High School in the Bronx, New York, back in 1986. So I am delighted to have with me my guest on my Black Soul Music Experience podcast, Mr. Dwight Harris Sr. Welcome to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. And I have a special guest on my Black Soul Music Experience podcast. He is one of our Truman classmates from Harry S. Truman High School in the Bronx, New York, and he is a DJ. And I'm very delighted to have him on my Black Soul Music Experience podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to bring you my Truman classmate, Mr. Dwight Harris Sr. Hi, Dwight. How are you? Fine. Thank you, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Welcome to my podcast. Glad to have you. Pleasure to be here. Okay, so um, it's been very fortunate to have you here on my Black Soul Music Experience podcast. And I found out that you are a DJ. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, so... We're going to get to know more about you and everything. So let's start our interview, shall we? So as always, we always want to 
Ask America and around the world um, and everything we want to know who you are. So where are you originally born? Where are you originally from? Bronx, New York, Co-op City. Oh. oh, so that's the Boogie Down Bronx, born and bred in Co-op City, correct? Alrighty, so me, I wasn't born in the Bronx. Um, I'm originally from the village of Harlem, USA. So I've been moved to the Bronx in 1969 and then moved back to Harlem and then moved back to the Bronx again in 73. So I've been moved around the Bronx a lot. So I've been living in the West Bronx, East Bronx. I lived in the, you know, Wakefield section. Westchester Heights section, whole section. So I've been moved around a lot. So I, I, I get to know the whole borough of the Bronx. So uh, is that where you're from, Co-op City, born and bred? Um, no, actually, I'm from the Wakefield area, 241st Street, Cranford Avenue area. Um, I lived there until I was uh, 12, then moved to Co-op City. And from there, um, you know, left New York totally. All right. So like I said, I'm no stranger to that neighborhood. You know, uh, my late mother had friends over there in that area. So I'm no stranger to that neighborhood. So anyway, uh, what year did you graduate from Truman High School? 1986. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I graduated a year early. I graduated in 1985. So what college did you went to after you graduated from Truman High School? Bronx Community College. Um, I went to College of Bronx Community College back in the in the eighties. Graduated, had a um, good time there. Learned a lot. Learned a lot in the music music industry. And what was your major at Bronx Community College? Well, my major was computer science. Computer science. Nothing to do with too much what I'm into. Now, uh, were you good at computer science, or did you take up computer courses at Truman High School? Actually, I did in Truman. I, I did the co-op program in Truman. And um, I was actually working at a computer firm downtown in Manhattan. And a, pro a program called a co-op program my last year of high school. But um, my DJ experience did not come from school. I had already um, been messing around with music since I was 12. I've had uh, my own set ever since I was 13. Turntables, mixer. And um, I was always interested in music. And um, it just became me, became my passion. Now, that was the next question that I wanted to ask you, because I know all of us have been asked the same question. What did you want it to be when you grow up? Actually, what I wanted to be was a police officer, like my dad. <laughs> but it didn't necessarily work out like that. I had went to the Postal Service in... Uh, 1989. And uh, how long have you worked at the U.S. Postal Service? Um, 
32 years. I'm retired. Oh, congratulations. So did you work as a postman or doing like clerk work at the main post offices? Main post office. I worked there. And um, I moved from there to North Carolina. And um, I actually did, um, did the clerical work at the front desk. What part of North Carolina did you live in? Because um, there's another classmate that I've interviewed, and he works at uh, Bronco Radio College Radio. His name is David Ortiz. So what part of North Carolina did you uh, live at? Raleigh. Oh, Raleigh. Raleigh, yep. Oh, because I have some relatives down there in Raleigh. I met them back in 2004 for the family reunion. So I'm no stranger to Raleigh. Yeah, I'm no stranger to Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Uh, my my mother's side of the family's from Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. My late father's side of his family, his grandfather's relatives, uh, lived in Raleigh, North Carolina, and other places and everything. Now, was music DJ your calling while you were still working at your day job at the post office? It's been a part of my life, like I said, since I was uh, 12. I was always interested in music growing up. Um, Being around um, a lot of uh, DJs, um, DJ Bo Breakout, he was one of my mentors um, when I was growing up. And I also worked um, with uh, Wayne at the Skate in the Bronx back in the 80s. I was a DJ there. Belongs with Funkmaster Flex, but they took it another route, and um, my I used it as my hobby, as my release, and um, I've done gigs, but you know it's more more relaxation to it to me, you know. Now I've been reading your info um uh, last night. Um, how long have you spinning wax on vinyl? Uh, I did say that you were doing it at a young age, correct? Yes. 13. Wow, 13 years old. I remember some I remember an episode on VH1's Behind the Music when they did a profile on Dr. Dre. Um not the other Dr. Dre with Ed Lover, but the Dr. Dre from NWA. And and when he was younger at your age and what he wanted for Christmas, you know, they gave him a bike and he said, I don't want no bike. I want those turntables so I can just spin and mix and everything. So I would keep saying to myself, hmm, because me growing up, you know, I wanted to be the DJ, radio DJ as well, because I went to Center for the Media Arts after I graduated in 1985. And my first choice was radio broadcasting but I got turned down for it. So my second choice was graphic art and design. Now, I wasn't that much of a good artist as my late uncle was, but, you know, I can just draw here and there. You know, I could just draw something or use tracing paper. But while I was at trade school and when I was in working as a messenger, you know, you know, DJ Radio kept calling me because I've been buying all those LPs, 
you know, they had those record stores in lower Manhattan and in midtown Manhattan. I kept buying those records and then saved up all my money to get a, a turntable and everything. So I was trying to get a mixer, but then things didn't turn out the way that I wanted it. So then I went to this place called On The Air Production Studios where I rented the studio and I used that for a while. So I just used my little radio DJ uh, chops and things like that. And and yes, um, I did do a little DJing, but that was before that because I once worked at WVOX Radio in New Rochelle, New York. That's why I got my foot in the door of doing radio. And the format of the of the station was big band, jazz, and swing, and integrated with talk. So I was radio DJ personality slash technical director. I had to take care of the station, make sure that we uh, put in the report of the signals and everything. So, you know, I got my foot in the door. So I was there until I was laid off because computers were moving in. We're going to talk about that later in a few minutes. But just like the ones that you did um, when you were spinning the turntables and everything, you know, the radio station had the turntables and everything before the computers were moving in. And I've seen so many DJs, you know, at different clubs, they still bring in their DJ equipment and then the computers moved in. And we're going to talk about that later. Now, I see that you have once worked at Skate Key. Um, how many years have you worked at Skate Key? Um. I walked there for two years, um, doing part-time DJ and uh, part-time skate guard. But um, that's where my passion became something I I could figure I could make money. But that was short-lived. <laughs> it was very short-lived because because uh, um, went out of business and. Um, I sought out other things to do. Yeah, because the first time I went to Skate Key was back in 1985, and I was a daycare counselor at my church, Community Protestant Church, and we was there, you know, at Skate Key. And I lived, I know around the area many times, around White Plains Road, so, and uh, back then it used to be a bowling alley, back then and then by 1981 82 then skate key moved in and then after skate key was gone there used to be a pergament home center and then after that was gone the salvation army moved in and now today there's no more salvation army you got this harper tool store and the max deal store where they have the kitchen and tools and and everything yeah you know it's just like you said it's not the same as it was back in the 80s. Do you agree? Yes. Yes, very much so. I agree. The times and, like you said, the computers basically have taken over. And, um, you know, but, you know, 
I don't use a computer to do my um, blames of my mixes. I try to do everything in my ear. But these days, I'm still on vinyl. I, I use three turntables, and I'm still on vinyl. And um, things just, I love the vinyl. I love that feel. I love that feel. Now, I, I mentioned a couple of my classmates, David Ortiz. Um, we both graduated in 1985, and also Brian Alexander and Kim Smith. We both graduated in 1985. Now, David Ortiz, he's a DJ, and he works at College Radio, Bronco Radio down in North Carolina. And Anthony Gary, who's known as DJ Brother Divine, um, He's a DJ, and he has a day job working for the MTA, and he has his radio show called The Time Machine Radio Show, which is streaming on Facebook. And Brian Alexander, he's a DJ also, and he has a day job in lower Manhattan, and he just takes his computer with him and, you know, spends, you know, from, from those blank LPs and takes the computer with him. And and I also mentioned Kim Smith. She once worked for Essence Magazine, and she was part of the Essence Music Festival. So I've interviewed them. So I, I, I see what you're getting at. You know, nothing can replace the whole thing of vinyl. And And as you can see, DJs, you know, back then, they still had, the LPs and the 45s. And today, you know, I've seen many DJs bringing for the computer. Now, as for me, after I was laid off from WVOX, you know, I just put some money on the side and I got me a CD turntable where I just play the CDs and, you know, compared to those crates of LPs, you got to carry four, five, six, seven of them. For me, I just got my CD burner, or I should say a CD turntable mixer. So I got all the CDs and some of the other CDs that I burned because I'm on iTunes. So I just put them in one bag and the rest is just the speakers and, um, you know, the, you know, the speakers and the other things. So I just put them on one DJ cart and I was ready to grow. And, and, and I see what you're getting at. I see that the turntables are being replaced by the computer. Now, now uh, you and I agree, you know, nothing can compare the place of the vinyls and everything. But when it comes to carrying all those things, I'm telling you, it hurt my back so much. I said, you know, I'll just stick to the, the CD turntables. That's easier for me. Well, as far as the computers, you know, I've been to many um, different parties. You know, many, many DJs will have their computers. Sometimes they do crash a little, but, you know, nothing can take the place of, you know, the turntables. So that's something, you know, that that fits my posture. What about you? Well... I use the turntables, and um, I got everything backed up on hard drives. And um, it, it's like it's like you said, it's a lot to carry all those records and plates to a gig, you know, versus getting a coffin 
you got the turntables, the coffin, and your computer, and your speakers, and your hard drive, of course. And um, depending on what kind of hard drive you have, I have like 10 terabytes. So I can never run around, run around, run out of any kind of music. You know, I come well prepared. And um, I love the vinyl. It's just like, I, I got both sets. I got digital and I got vinyl. But it's just something about touching that wax. You know? I use Serato. And Serato, I want to say, is the most difficult system in the world to understand. You must have a lot of patience with it. No? Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, same thing here. You know, I'm not up to the computer yet, but, you know, I have uh, the iTunes software, but uh, let me share it with you and share it with the audience. Uh, back in 2012, you know, when I was coming back home from, from Washington, D.C. after Superstorm Sandy hit, you know, I treated myself, you know, I went to PC Richard over in Co-op City, and I, I got myself, you know, an ION product that spells I-O-N, and that's the one they, you know, make those products that you can convert your LPs and put them in the computer. So when I bought that ION product where they had to convert your LPs and your 45s and also the cassette tapes too and convert them onto the computer, you know, I thought it was going to be ending up like the Serato because I wanted to learn on how those DJs, they still go to the record stores. I, I still go to Rock and Soul Record Store. I don't know if you heard the name of the store, but I've been going to that record shop since the mid 80s. And since today, I still see DJs buying those LPs and putting them onto computers. So I asked myself, how do they do that? So I, I went to, because I wanted to learn on how they do that. So like I said, I went to PC Richard. I bought the Ion product. I converted all those LPs and the 45s and the cassette tapes that I, you know, record all the music on and just convert them onto the computer. The bad news is <laughs> I didn't get what I wanted. So I ended up with the Apple product, you know, with the iTunes. So once I, you know, convert the song onto the computer and I also purchased an MP3 player because I wanted to learn how to use that too. So, so once I converted those um, LPs and 45s on the computer, then it will tell me uh, what, what song it put on there. I'll put down the name of the song, the name of the artist, what LP was it taken from, and there it is. I put it right in there. Now, when I first got it, I had a 2G computer. And let me tell you, not all those computers will run through. Sometimes it will go through. Sometimes it just skips. Sometimes it's just stated at one note. And then you got to do it all over again. But as far as, you know, that goes, I got used to it. And I just got a... a a better computer i got a 4g computer and it works fine so you know now i gotten used to using the apple itunes software now i got some more you know 
um, songs that I've downloaded. I've downloaded more than like a thousand songs so far. So I don't have to worry about, you know, converting that because the bad news is the product that they were still making went out of business. So as I can see now, not all the places, you know, they'll have that product that I have no more. Now everybody's streaming on the computer or streaming on their smartphone. So everything is changing. Just like you said, you know, everything is changing. You know, everything has been replaced by a computer. Now I see everything is streaming on the smartphones. Music is streaming on the smartphones. Everything from A to Z. So not everybody gets used to it. But at the end of the day, you know, when everyone gets used to it, they'll get the hang of it. You agree? I totally agree. I totally agree. I had to change my um, my style um, due to the the computer, and um, it, it wasn't easy. I'm still I'm still uh, downloading files. Um, I actually have a server that I back up my music on, and I could just pull off. And um, as for laptops, I don't use Apple products. I know. It's recommended, but I use uh, uh, Windows, a gaming computer. It's the fastest thing out. It'll keep up with Serato, and it does not skip. It does not shut down. It does not crash. And I've I've had had a problem with it yet. I've had it almost a year, and uh, it's the Hewlett Packard uh, Intel. Yeah, because like I said, I've been to so many uh, different nightclubs, you know, and I've seen so many DJs, you know, some of the DJs, they use HP, some of the DJs, they use Apple, some of the DJs, they use Samsung, and some of the DJs, they use other, you know, different types of computer products. When I went to my paternal cousin's party, um, one of the, my cousins had that Serato screen, so I kind of like messed around with it, and I would try to find which song that I can queue up on and start, you know, playing around with it and, you know, just get used to it. But like I said, you know, in order to get all the DJ gigs and everything, you know, I just got to work at it. <laughs> and, you know, it's gonna take a, it's going to take a while, but, you know, I was just get the hang of it now yes like i said at my serato i have crates i call them crates of um categorized like different different songs different beats and everything categorized i'm doing a soulful house mix i got a category for that yeah old school r&b reggae you name it everything's in order so I, kn- I know exactly which file goes to what. And I got about 2,000 songs per file, all backed up on the hard drive. Yep. Wow, that, that's, a lot, uh, that's a lot of hard work to do. And same thing here for me, too. Now, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come right back, and I'll be talking with more with my Truman classmate, Dwight Harris Sr., You're listening to the Black Soul Music Experience. 
I'm Sam Wilson Jr. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to my music podcast, the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast, where I bring you the history of Black music, gospel, jazz, blues, old school classic soul, old school hip hop, today's hip hop and R&B, Caribbean, Latin, Afrobeat, Afro-Latina, Blue-Eyed Soul, Go-Go, Disco, The Line Dances, and The Lost 45s. This year, it's going to be different where I have to do all of the talking, where I bring you more artist profile birthdays, more music topics, and I finally got a chance to get some guests to be on my podcast. So in order for me to continue, then I need your help. Please subscribe to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel Dash Wilson Jr. slash subscribe. And please support my podcast. Go to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel Dash Wilson Jr. forward slash support. And keep on listening to the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast every Tuesdays, available on Apple, Spotify, Google. Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for your support. Welcome back to the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. And with me is my guest, my classmate from Truman High School. And yes, he is a DJ. And I'm talking with my classmate, Dwight Harris Sr. So, after we left off, we were just talking about um, doing the days of doing DJ gigs. Now, I don't have that much DJ gigs, but how many DJ gigs did you do a year? And let me ask you the first question. Do people call you or do you place an ad in the paper? Or what, what do they normally do? Well, I haven't. Um, I was going to do a gig through my church like people getting married. I didn't really do too much self-advertisement because I do it for a hobby for me. And um, when I DJed in New York, I did my word of mouth. Like I was guest appearance, DJ at the rooftop before. Um, I DJed also at um, Roseland before. But it was all for guest appearances, not steady, you know. Because I always use the DJing as my outlet, as my passion. You know, and it just turns out that I can entertain others, you know, by doing what I do. So, but I haven't done any gigs since before COVID other than I'll make I'll make uh, zip drives for people who want to um, use my music and my mixes at their parties. You know, most, most places are doing that now. They're, the area that I live. So, you know, there's a lot of word of mouth with me. I don't really do too much advertisement. Now, you did mention Roseland, and I've been hearing that name many, many times before um, they had uh, tore it down and make it into a condo. Um, how was Roseland like uh, back then? Um, how big was Roseland? I want to say Roseland was the biggest uh, club I've ever been to in my life. And um, I actually, I, let the, I read the crowd. 
on what music to play. You know, you got to read the crowd. The crowd will tell you what music to play, okay, just by the movement. So I'm more into soulful house music. And uh, Roseland back in the day, that's what they played. A lot of, a lot of uh, soulful house music and, um, you know, a lot, a lot of Latin, Latin music. But like uh, Judy Torres and so forth. Yeah, because Roseland was also the home for Felix Hernandez. You know, I wanted to check it out, but unfortunately, Roseland had had, uh, been demolished. So now Felix Hernandez has now moved down to the village, to the Le Poisson Rouge in Greenwich Village. So I got a chance to check out his spot. And I bumped into some of the folks that I see on, on Friday nights. So he has this thing on on saturdays depending on what dates and also i've been checking out this this white guy herbert holler he's new and i got a chance to go to check out some of his parties i went there back in may of 2023 mother's day weekend he he does it on the first friday and when i was there let me tell you he played everything he would play some Michael Jackson, he will play some disco, he will play some, you know, blue-eyed soul, he will play, you know, hip-hop and everything. Now, I was there um, on the first Friday of this year. He was playing 80s music. He had played everything, you know, from the MTV VH1 BET era. He had played Michael Jackson, he played Lionel Richie, he played Prince, Sheila E. He'll play some blue-eyed soul like Madonna and Phil Collins and Sidney Lauper. And yes, he played some hip hop. He had played everything during the era. And let me tell you, it was a diversity crowd. Uh, once I go to the La Passon Rouge, it was a diversity crowd, whether you're young or old whether you're in your 30s or if you're in your 80s, you know, white, black, Latino, Asian, Native American, LGBTQ. It was a diversity crowd. That's that's how love comes in, you know. People having a good time, you know, enjoying all the music there, whether it's Felix Hernandez on like every other Saturday or like Herbert Holler every first Friday you will i'm telling you i've been to so places i said to myself i gotta do my homework so i can you know do my podcast and you know once i've got there and and i and dj gigs too so i got a chance to check out some of the things so i can do my homework and see how the crowd is i said okay I see that people are listening to stuff from the 60s and 70s and 80s. And like, oh, okay, this is a crowd that I like. And uh, let me tell you, I had a wonderful time. Let me tell you, I- I've seen so many people dressing up. So I'll give you an example. If they, was, if they were doing a Michael Jackson tribute, most of the people would be dressing up in, you know, a Michael Jackson leather jacket, you know, in the beaded video, or they will wear those loafer shoes that he wore when he was on the Motown 25th anniversary special. Or if it's 
80s night, I'll see some people wearing those big rope-a-dope chains or those personalized belts from back in the day. Oh, my goodness. You just don't know. And it's just like you said, when you're doing your DJ gigs for, you know, for a different type of crowd, you got to pay close attention to the audience. And, oh, my goodness, you know, it's kind of like, yo, DJ, you got something that will get the people on the dance floor. So I just say whatever song that gets you on the dance floor, it, it, it'll get you dancing. Do you agree? That's true. I agree. That is definitely true. You got to know how to read the crowd. The crowd, the crowd will actually tell you what to play by who's on the dance floor and how many people are on the dance floor. Now, now, who were your uh, DJ influences back then? Was it uh, Dr. Dre or Tommy Allen or Mr. C? Who were your favorite DJ musical influences? My, uh, Dr. Dre. I, I would have to say Dr. Dre. Um, but me being from the Bronx, we all know, you know, the best DJs come out of the Bronx. Red Alert, Chuck Chill Out. DJ Flex, I grew up with all these guys, and um, you know each one of us have our own style. And um, but I blend my style with um, more jazz, more jazzy, you know, and um, just 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 being around the environment of um, people who have the passion for DJing. You know, I was fortunate enough to be on the same street as a, a DJ. Chuck, chill out. Yep. Yeah, I haven't met Chuck Chill Out, but I did see DJ uh, Red Alert and also Reggie Wells and and also Cool Herc. And uh, yes, and uh, yes. And I was at the Smithsonian's Museum of American History uh, back in 2015 where they had the innovators and inventors. And then once I got into that little section and I see, ah, oh, the Boogie Down Bronx, best known for its hip hops and beats. So I got a chance to check it out, you know, do a little test my little memory and I just do a little scratching here and there. And I would see the boom box and I would see, you know, how many DJs use the uh, LPs just to mix here and there. I can see a little scratch of the LP. They, they were showing that at the Smithsonian. And everything that, that I saw, you know, it's just amazing. So special shout out, you know, um, we made it in the Bronx. Now, now, now last year, we've just celebrated 50 years of hip hop. And again, special shout out to our Truman classmates, Brian Alexander and Anthony Gray and David Ortiz and Kim Smith. Now, did you get a chance to check out some of the uh, concerts around the Bronx? Um, in the Katona Park, when I was, you know, go to the, 
Katona Park a lot. Remember Katona Park? Yes, I do. Um, he had um, African Barbada. He was out there spinning with, um, you know, Chuck Chill out, of course, DJ Breakout, DJ Clue. You know, everybody was there back in the day. Katona Park was the place to be. Yeah, because I've been to uh, Cortona Park many times, but every time when they have those announcements about those free concerts, I keep missing those events. But I'm no stranger to Cortona Park, so I've been there back in the 70s, you know, most of the time. On the last gig that I gig was back in 2019. That's a year before the pandemic. And I was on the other side of Crotona Park. Well, it was Tremont Park on East Tremont Avenue and Arthur Avenue. But to me, I call it the sister park of Crotona Park. So I did a gig for one of the relatives of one of my classmates from PS108. And uh, I have a music DJ homepage from my Facebook. So one of the um classmates who has a relative they they um called me or just inboxed me and they said uh i'm looking for a dj that can do a gig outside of east tremont avenue and arthur avenue so i was in maryland and i was checking my emails and then i answered the call so they said uh, July, the third Saturday of July, 2019. So I answered the call, packed up everything, bought my table, and I was in the park. And there was one thing that I forgot to mention. I remember back then I was watching VH1's and You Don't Stop 30 Years of Hip Hop when I hear some of the DJs on how to have to play music in the park. and I, I've been listening all to their stories when they had to plug their cords under that lamppost. You had to open up that lamppost and then you got to strain that cord all the way into the park. Now, as I mentioned, 2019, I had to bring my extension cord, all of my long cords, and one of the clients said, uh, we can plug it up in the lamppost. I said, are you sure? Is it open? So they've shown me the lamppost. I plugged it up, strained that cord all the way inside the park. No cops going around. Everything was all cool. We was I was there for five hours playing the music from 4 p.m. until dark. And let me tell you, everything was all good. Everything was all love. Everything all cooperative and you know, that was my first and my last time um, plugging up that, that court on that lamppost. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to do that yet. <laughs> but um, hopefully one day soon I might do some outdoor events. Okay, so we're almost wrapping things up, but before we do, I always ask my guest. We always do, here on the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast, I always ask my guest, 
about the top 10 R&B black artists. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, my guest, <laughs> Dwight, I'm going to be doing the Black Soul Music Experience Top 10 R&B Black Artists of All Time. Are you ready to take that challenge? Yes. Okay, here we go. Here's the countdown. Now, who should be at number 10? Jesus Christ. You got me. Oh, KC and Jojo. I don't know. <laughs> well, say KC and Jojo, Jodeci. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, KC and Jojo. You know they've been on the scene since the early '90s when they were part of Jodeci, and yeah, back then you know they had those hits back in the '90s up until the mid '90s. So yes, Jodeci's at. Or Casey and JoJo's at number 10. Now, who should be at number nine? Should be at number nine? Ooh, you got me. Uh, Shannon. Oh, Shannon, let the music play, 1983? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's one of my favorite songs, Let the Music Play. It's just a mixture of R&B and freestyle. Yes, Shannon coming out of D.C. And I didn't know that Shannon was from D.C. I thought she was from New York because that's where freestyle came into the scene. Yes, so the one and only Shannon. All right, who should be at number eight? Millie Vanilli. Ah, yeah, Millie Vanilli back in 1989. Remember that song, Girl, You Know It's True. And they came out the scene back in 1989. They they won their awards and things like that. But then something fell on the way. Then they got caught lip syncing. I was like, what? You know, I mean, I thought they were singers, singers, but then they caught lip syncing. So they're, they're best known for that. So, you know, Millie Vanilli, you know, you all started at the end of the 80s. So that's, that's Millie Vanilli. <laughs> All right, who should be at number seven? Shalimar. Yes, Shalimar. I remember Shalimar. Jody Watley, Howard Hewitt, and Jeffrey Daniel. They had all string of hits back into the 80s. Yes, Night to Remember. And, of course, um, Take That to the Bank. And so many hits back in the 80s. One and only Shalimar. Now, who should be at number six? Slave. Ah, yes, Slave, Steve Harrington. Yeah, they had a string of hits. Just a touch of love, walking down the street, watching ladies, don't bother watching you. Yeah, I remember those hits back in the, the late 70s and early 80s. That's the one and only Slave. Now, uh, I think we're up to number six, correct? Yeah. Okay, who should be at number six? Stephanie Mills. Ah, uh, yes. Stephanie Mills. Yes. The one and only Stephanie Mills. She started out on Broadway with The Wiz and went on to superstardom with hits. What you gonna do with my loving, feel the fire, sweet sensation, and many other hits 
during the end of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. All right, who should be at number five? Shaka Khan. Ah, the one and only Shaka Khan. And yes, she got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's with the lead singer with the group Rufus back in the 70s with You Got the Love, Tell Me Something Good, and then went on solo with I'm Every Woman and so many others. The one and only Mishaka Khan. All right, who should be at number four? Number four? That's the tricky one there. Uh, let's say number four should be the barge. Ah, yes, the barge. The whole the barge family had their hits back in the eighties with the rhythm of the night and all this love. Many, many, many hits back in the eighties. And yes, stay with me, which was later sampled by Biggie. <laughs> One more chance. That was the barge. Okay. Uh, we're up to uh, number four. Frankie Beverly. Frankie Beverly and Mays. Yes, I remember they had their hits back in the 70s and 80s. And you know their anthem, Before I Let Go, that's that's part of their national anthem dance. So that's the one and only Mays featuring Frankie Beverly. All right, we're up to number three. Prince. Prince, the one and only Prince. He had a lot of hits back in the late 70s and 80s and 90s. You know, he had his own way. He did his own style, whether it's R&B or pop, whatever the taste. That's the one and only, the royal badness, Prince. Okay, who should be at number two? Luther Vandross. The one and only Luther Vandross with his hits Never Too Much and many other hits back in the 80s. That's the one and only Luther Vandross. All right, who should be at number two? Isley Brothers. Ah, yes, the Isley Brothers. They've been around for many, many, many years, back in the late 50s and the 60s and in the 70s and 80s. And they're still performing today. Yes, Ronald Isley and Ernie Isley. Yes, the one and only. So they're still around performing hits and everything. Okay, now who should be at number one? Gotta say the OJs. Yes, the OJs. They too been around for a long time. They had all their top ten hits. Love Train, For the Love of Money, Family Reunion, Now That We Found Love, Message in the Music. So many hits back in the 70s, and they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too. And, yes, they, they've churned out a lot of hits. So that's number one. That's the OJs. That's the top ten. Well, Dwight. I want to say thank you for taking the time out to being on my Black Soul Music Experience podcast. And and I say, you know, continue success on what you're doing. And uh, hopefully uh, me and Anthony and, and yours truly will be hooking up real 
real each other real soon. No doubt. It's been a pleasure being on your show. We greatly appreciate you reaching out to me. You welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear this interview, please subscribe by going to anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. forward slash subscribe. And please support my podcast. Visit anchor.fm forward slash Samuel dash Wilson Jr. forward slash support. And please pass it on. Thank you for joining me as I close out this edition of the Black Soul Music Experience. Well, that's about it for this edition of the Black Soul Music Experience. I'm Sam Wilson Jr. Thank you for joining me, and please tune in next week for an all-new episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel Wilson Jr. slash subscribe. And please support my podcast by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel Wilson Jr. slash support. You can also leave your message by going to anchor.fm slash Samuel Wilson Jr. slash messages. And please leave your feedbacks and your comments and your replies by going to my Facebook homepage. Go to facebook.com slash the Black Soul Music Experience Podcast. And you can also tweet me on Twitter at SamWilsonJr66. As always, partying, remember this. Reach for the top and your dreams will come true and it can happen to you. From all of us, take care. God bless. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. And please be safe.